0: k
1: News. It's one o'clock. I'm Alex Price. The headlines. There's more criticism of the MTR Corporation after a report of sinking buildings near a new station. CY Leung again slams the FCC for allowing Chan Ho-Tin to speak. And the US is to impose new sanctions on Russia over the nerve agent attack on a former double agent. A structural engineer says the MTR Corporation ignored a government request to reinforce buildings near the Tokwa-1 station, which have subsequently been found to have sunk. The Apple Daily newspaper is reporting that 23 buildings in the area have sunk by up to 6.3 centimetres. Despite this being... Despite this being more than a third over the allowable limit, the report says the MTR Corporation pushed ahead with excavation work in 2016 without conducting remedial measures. Engineer Ngai Hok-Yan, who saw an internal consultancy report, says the rail firm appeared to raise its subsidence limits to avoid halting construction. Uh,
0: so far in their performance report, they confirm that there is no adverse effect to the existing old buildings. And so in their report, they haven't mentioned any
1: necessary. Uh, Repairing work or remedial work need to be carried out. However, Mr Ngai noted that since the government has granted exception to the project, it's not regulated under the building's ordinance and construction can continue despite the subsidence. The MTR, Buildings Department and Highways Department have been contacted for comments. Mr Ngai is also supporting calls to break open parts of the Hung Hom station platform to investigate flawed construction work. The government has said it can't be sure of the safety of the work following the scandal where steel supporting bars were cut short. It's led to the resignations of several executives from the MTR Corporation. Mr Ngai says such an inspection would ease people's fears and save the reputation of the engineering industry.
0: I insist to carry out and open up inspection. I don't believe the whole team will
1: do such things to cut the steel bars or something, right? Uh, so I think uh, we need to have an open line inspection. If the coming out result is positive, right, to prove our our construction industry is performed well. Former Chief Executive CY Leung has renewed his criticism against the Foreign Correspondents Club and the convener of the Hong Kong National Party, Chan Ho Tin, saying there are boundaries to freedom. The FCC has invited the party leader to speak at its event on the coming Tuesday, and it's staying put with the decision, despite pressure from the Foreign Ministry and opposition by the former Chief Executive. Altis Wong reports.
0: Writing on Facebook, Mr Leng said the Article 27 of the Basic Law assures freedom of speech, news and publication, but at the same time, the Article 23 requires the S. E. R. government to legislate laws against treason, separatism, subversion and overturning the central government, as well as stealing state secrets. He said although the Article 23 has not been drafted into law, its requirement is clear and necessary. He added that for the sake of national security, everybody will have to bear some responsibility responsibilities, and that's also common in Western countries, and that the FCC and Chan Tin are no exemption. It's the latest in a series of criticisms of the FCC by Mr Lo on the matter over the past few
1: days. Police have arrested two people on suspicion of using fake documents to get loans from two banks totaling $5.5 million. The 33-year-old man and 44-year-old woman are believed to be a couple. Detective Senior Inspector Brian Wong is from the Commercial Crime Bureau.
0: They use false documents to deceive the bank and let the bank believe that they have good salaries, good incomes, so as to solicit the bank to give them the loan.
1: Discussions continue over government plans to extend paternity leave from three days to five. A second reading of a proposed bill is expected to take place in October, after LegCo's summer break. Some lawmakers have called the proposal conservative, saying the government should extend the leave to seven days, an idea supported by the Confederation of Trade Unions. Chairwoman Carol Ng says it's the least the government can do.
0: If we look into the uh, statistics, uh, talking about 30 years later, we might need to import more outside people into Hong Kong to do the job on different aspects. Because locally, we don't have enough labour to supply. Then what can we do now? We need to encourage people to have more babies. Then that's the fact. And that's why we... Do all what we can to suggest, to give assistance to those new parents, to anyone actually, who want to be a father and mother. Give them holidays, give them support.
1: Two Hong Kong women have died in a traffic accident in Western Australia. Reports say their car collided with another vehicle on a highway near Perth. The driver, who is related to one of the victims, is also believed to be injured. The women were senior teachers at a primary school in Cheung Kwan The Immigration Department says it's contacted the affected families and will provide necessary assistance. The United States is to impose new sanctions on Russia in response to the nerve agent attack on a former Russian double agent, Sergei Skripal, and his daughter in Britain. The State Department said the US had determined the Russian government had used lethal chemical or biological weapons in violation of international law. The new sanctions relate to the export of sensitive electronic components and other technologies. Here's the BBC's Chris Buckler. There is also something that goes beyond even that, because there's potentially a second wave of sanctions that could be put into effect if Russia cannot show that it is, A, will not use chemical weapons again, and B, not open up its own sites to potentially inspectors, which I think is something that Russia will not want to do, be them independent or UN inspectors or whatever. But it does mean potentially that a second wave of sanctions is coming, and potentially that second wave could be even tougher than the first wave. Russia has denied involvement in the attack on the Skripals that happened in March. The death toll from the devastating earthquake on the Indonesian island of Lombok has risen over 160, with more than 156,000 people left displaced. Authorities are urgently appealing for medicine, food and clean water. Three young soccer players and their coach, who were among the group rescued from a flooded cave in Thailand, have been granted Thai citizenship. All four had been stateless, and their lack of citizenship deprived them of some basic benefits, including the ability to travel outside of Chiang Rai, the northern province where they live. Twelve boys and their 25-year-old coach were trapped for more than two weeks until their dramatic rescue finished in the middle of last month. New York is to become the first American city to limit the number of licences issued to ride-hailing services such as Uber. Local politicians have approved a package of bills prohibiting new permits being issued for a year. Here's the BBC's Nadja Torfik.
0: New York is Uber's largest American market, and as the company has gained ground, the yellow cab industry has severely suffered. Before the vote, drivers in support of the legislation rallied outside City Hall, carrying posters with the names of six drivers who took their lives after struggling financially. New York's Mayor Bill de Blasio said the city was confronting a crisis that was driving New Yorkers into poverty and its streets into gridlock. In a statement, Uber said the decision will threaten one of the few reliable transportation options while doing nothing to ease congestion.
1: Israeli warplanes have carried out multiple strikes in the Gaza Strip in response to three dozen rockets fired into Israel that wounded several people. More from the BBC's Yolanda Nell.
0: Israel's military says that its fighter jets targeted sites across Gaza that were used by Palestinian militants to build tunnels for attacks, to make rockets and for logistics. Earlier, Israeli television broadcast pictures of a house and cars said to have been damaged when two rockets hit the town of Storot. Hamas had warned that Israel would pay for an attack one day ago, which killed two of its militants. The latest violence follows reports that progress had been made in talks mediated by the UN and Egypt to try to achieve a lasting ceasefire between Israel and Hamas.
1: Hundreds of farm labourers in southern Italy, mostly African migrants, have gone on strike after 16 of their colleagues were killed in two separate road crashes earlier this week. Here's the BBC's Kat The
0: workers downed tools and walked out of the fields around the city of Foggia, where thousands of foreign labourers are hired every summer to help with the tomato harvest. Many carried trays of tomatoes and chanted, We are not slaves. The pickers are hired by recruiters who sometimes pay as little as one euro per hundred kilos of tomatoes. Many are forced to live in squalid shantytown conditions known as the Great Ghetto. The deaths on Saturday and Monday occurred when lorries transporting tomatoes crashed into the labourers' vans as they returned from work.
1: A Ukrainian filmmaker and writer on hunger strike in a Russian prison is said to be close to death. The BBC's Sasha Schlichter has the details. Alex Yintsov has become a core celebre
0: both in Ukraine and among Russian pro-democracy activists, especially on social media. The 42-year-old was convicted for carrying out arson attacks in his homeland of Crimea following its annexation by Russia. He launched his hunger strike in May, embarrassingly for the Kremlin, weeks before the World Cup calling for Russia to free all Ukrainian political prisoners. Now his cousin says she's received a letter from him saying he's in a catastrophically bad state and that the end is near. According to his lawyer, the filmmaker has lost 30 kilos in weight and his heart rate has slowed.
1: Scientists in the US say they've developed a new understanding of how viruses infect the human body. They hope it'll lead to new treatments for some infections. Here's the BBC's James Gallagher.
0: We normally think of viruses as lone wolves, each waging a solo campaign of infection. But inside the stool samples of patients with either norovirus or rotavirus, scientists discovered something new. Up to 40 viruses were gathering together and wrapping themselves up in a sphere of fat. Experiments published in the journal Cell, Host and Microbe showed the spheres gave the viruses huge advantages. They acted like an invisibility cloak that hid the viruses from the immune system, protected them from harsh environments, including stomach acid, and helped them overwhelm their target cells in the intestines.
1: A new study suggests the reason medieval Norse settlements on Greenland thrive for so long before collapsing may be tied to the demand for walrus ivory among rich Europeans. Researchers studying DNA and walrus ivory trinkets in Europe museums found more than 80% of the samples had come directly from Greenland, suggesting it may have been the key to Norse prosperity. Currencies now and the US dollar is trading at 110.79 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 16 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 10 cents. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 28,614, 263 points up on the previous close. Turnover was 48 billion dollars. Now, with the latest sports news, here's Adam Jern.
0: We start with cricket. The second test between England and top-ranked India gets underway today at Lords. The home side hold a 1-0 series lead, having won the opening test by 31 runs. RTHK's Sanir Chowdhury says India will need their batsmen to step up if they're to level the series. The worry for them would be the way their batsmen batted in that first test match. They are coming off a three-match series in South Africa, in which the batsman hadn't had a lot of success, and well, that's excluding Virat Kohli, who hit a brilliant century in South Africa as he had done in the first test against England. And after that first uh, test match collapse, uh, the pressure will squarely be on the rest of the batsmen to deliver. Uh, Kohli has said in his uh, pre-match conference that the batsmen will need a clear strategy how to bat in those first twenty thirty balls, and it would be interesting to see how his team responds to that challenge Football Now Jose Mourinho has made it clear on more than one occasion that he expects at least one more addition to his Manchester United squad before today's transfer deadline Former United midfielder Paul Scholes thinks Mourinho's complaints in pre-season have put a lot of pressure on the team ahead of the new campaign He needs to get to a good start this season there's, there's no doubt about that uh, depend on how his team plays. Um, you know, if his team don't do well, if, they're, if they're, they're not playing well, they're not entertaining people, they're not challenging for the league, then he, he possibly could go, yeah. But you know, he's got great experience, he's been at top clubs, he's been in difficult positions before, he's in a difficult position now I think, but he needs to, to try and find a way to get out of it. Elsewhere in football, Chelsea have completed the signing of Spanish goalkeeper Kepa Ariza Belaga from Athletic Bilbao. The 23-year-old goes to Stamford Bridge on a seven-year deal. It's a world record fee for goalkeeper reported to be around 92 million US dollars. The former Chelsea keeper, Mark Schwarzer says fans should be patient with Kepa's development, saying how David De Gea took time to settle when he joined Manchester United in 2011. Well, pretty much 18 months, didn't it? So, and, and there was a lot of question marks being asked about De Gea at that time. And, and was he going
1: to be good enough? Could he handle it? Could he adapt his game? And obviously, we all know now, you know, he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. So he has adapted and, and it may well take Kepa that sort of time to, to adapt as well.
0: Kepa will replace Thibaut Courtois after Chelsea agreed to sell him to Real Madrid. Chelsea will receive the Croatian midfielder Mateo Kovacic on loan as part of the deal. And as you look at sports.
1: Thanks, Adam Cheung. Now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. There's more criticism of the MTR Corporation after a report of sinking buildings near a new station. CY Leung again slams the FCC for allowing Chan Ho-Tin to speak. And the US is to to impose new sanctions on Russia over the nerve agent attack on a former double agent. The news from RTHK.